Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Tonight I want to talk to you about what do you want in 2016. You know, there are times when, you know, I, over the years I've of course, growing up in the, in the environment that I grew up in, people would, would always say, well, pray for me. Well, pray for me. Well, pray for me. And I remember Brother Hagin said, well, now that was, it was, it's a standard kind of thing in the denominations that he was in, that we were in. People would just go, just pray for me. And he'd stop this one lady and say, well, what do you want me to pray for? And she's going, uh, 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 okay, uh. And she couldn't figure out what she wanted to be prayed for. Listen. When you get to the end of 2016, I want you to look at 2016 and see how blessed you are. But you don't go into 2016 just saying, I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. Just just bless me, Lord. Just just shower me with blessings. Just bless me. No, I think you need to get specific. And so that's what we're going to talk about. You're going to have to get proactive. And so what I'm going to encourage you to do is to have things happen in your life in 2016 that you purpose before 2016 begins. Your faith is going to grow. You want your faith to grow. Now, in order for your faith to grow, the trying of your faith worketh patience. For your faith to grow, you're going to have to exercise that faith. And some of these things are going to, you're going to put yourself in a place where you deliberately exercise your faith. The enemy is going to come at you at times where you must exercise your faith in order to obtain what your victorious life should be. But I want you to go into 2016 purposing some things. You're going to be blessed on purpose. Well, what things would you like? Liz, there's a number of areas that we're going, to talk, we're going to talk about real quick. We don't have a whole lot of time. But, but there, are, there are things you, you need to make, just decide, what is it I want? I, I want to get specific about some things. I, I want to get, I mean, be able to, just, to write them down. But number one, first, make sure whatever desires that come into your heart are in line with the word. Don't get squirrely. Don't get crazy. They have to be in line with the word. You know, um, there are a lot of things that you don't have to know what the will of God is because they're outlined in the word. Okay? Uh, Sometimes you'll have to search your heart. Oh, I want a better paying job. Well, why do you want a better paying job? Do you want a better paying job because you can heap more things up to yourselves? Or do you want to have a better paying job so that you can be a blessing, a bigger blessing? See, the reason for all of our prosperity is for us to be a blessing. That's really the purpose of it all. God wants us to be so well supplied that our needs are taken care of, but we have more than enough to bless somebody else. Isn't that the passage that we've read so often? That uh, over in 2 Corinthians, it's always on the bottom of your your offering envelope. That he would give you every grace and every earthly favor. Have it, you'd have it in abundance. You'd be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Listen, one of the things you could purpose in your heart is to always have sufficient that any time a need comes up, 
whether it's an offering at church with a guest speaker, whether it's a project we have here, whether it's somebody that comes across your path who has a need, you always have something you're able to give away. I sat down and just off the top of my head uh, a few days ago, uh, I was starting to get tax stuff ready for the end of the year. And I was, just, and, and I have, was looking at all the different things, you know, ministries and stuff we had given to this year. And, uh, and I began to think, you know, Lord, we've, had, we've given a lot of money away just, just to people, just to individual people. And I started writing down the things I could remember. And, and I was amazed at how it added up. Listen, when you sit down Sunday, when I give you your tax statements for the, for the year, I trust that what's on that tax statement is not the only figure that you've given away. It shouldn't, you, your giving shouldn't be predicated on whether it's tax deductible or not. There are times when you will give to somebody that you have no expectations of ever even seeing again much less ever getting anything in return from. That's not why we give. We give because God prompts us to give. But, you know, that should be one of our goals, is we are so prosperous that we can go above and beyond anything we could imagine in our giving. And I tell you what, when you start doing that, God's going to bless you. When your heart is in, the, in that kind of a place, he'll bless you. You'll be able to give. But write these things down. Make sure your, your desires are in line with the word. James 4, 2, and 3 says, You have not because you ask not, and you ask, have not because you ask amiss. So make sure that your desires line up. Those blessings, those things you want to see in 2016, line up with the word. They're not selfish. They don't come from a wrong motive, a wrong heart, but, but they're in order to be a blessing. In 1 John 5, it says, if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So that's the first one. Make sure your desires are in line with the word. Number two, what can you believe God for and get 100%? You know, over the years, you know, I, I've had people say, I want you to pray about this. I'm, I'm believing God for this, and I'm thinking, I have asked a couple times, is your faith up to that? You know, it's, it's a bad thing to try to believe God for something that is out beyond your level of faith. Now, only you know where your level of faith is. And I've told you the story many times about years ago, you know, when I had a tumor in my thyroid, you know, when pastor was going, bless God, it's gone in Jesus' name. Bless God, it's gone. That, we speak to that man, it has to be removed. And I would go, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And he came home to me one day and says, you're not in faith for that, are you? I went, nope. But what I could believe God for was to have surgery and everything goes smoothly. God pay for it because we had no insurance at the time. God provide the money to pay for it and everything would be fine. I could have my faith 100% on that. If you try to believe God for something that's out beyond your measure of faith, all you will do is frustrate and disappoint yourself. And then you'll leave yourself open for the enemy coming at you and saying, see, God didn't answer your prayer. God didn't want you to have that. God is, see, it has nothing to do with God. It had everything to do with me. It had to to do with whether what I could believe for. So figure out where your measure of faith is. And when you start making a list of things, make sure these are things that I know I can believe God for. Now, I want to clue you in on something. When you start making this list and you start seeing these things happen, I suspect your level of faith is going to go up. 
And before the year is out, you're going to be able to change some of those things on your list to a higher level. And I suspect also, when you go to God in prayer about this, that there are some of you that he is going to put something on your heart that seems, on the face of it, that that's inconceivable. Are you kidding, Lord? I don't think I need to do that. Listen, there are times when God puts something in you that you don't see yet. Do you understand? You can't see how that could possibly happen. But if you go on what's in your heart, if you're sure you've heard God, then that's something you can put on that list. Amen. I think you need to make a list. Actually, write it down. You know, Habakkuk 2, it says in verse 2, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. Listen to this. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Just because you put something on the list on January, I mean on December 31st, does not necessarily mean you're going to see it by January 31st. Don't get yourself in a place where you're concerned about how long it's been. Just keep believing God. But put it, put it down and, and so you can see it. You know, there's um, the New, New American Bible says... So that, it says to write the vision so that one can read it readily. Don't make it so obtuse that everybody's going, what do you mean by that? Make it very plain. Make it very clear. Make it very simple. Make you a list of the things that you want in 2016 to come to pass in your life. You need to be able to see it every single day. You know what happens, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And I know this. I know this from living with, with, with a man who just sometimes he tried to, tries to remind himself of things. So he said, I'll find something that's in a very strange place and I want to go put it back. And he goes, I put that there for a reason, to remind me of this, this, and this. And I'm going, okay. And about two weeks goes by, he doesn't pay that thing any attention anymore. So if you're going to write the list, put it somewhere. And every once in a while, move it. <laughs> So that it, you don't get to the point where you just kind of look past it. Okay? Um, it wouldn't even be a bad idea for you to have a couple of jars. I saw, I saw an example of this not long ago. A couple of jars. Put little pieces of paper in that jar with these things that, that are on your list. And as they come to pass, move them to the done jar. And see one jar get smaller and the other jar get fuller. It's going to encourage you. Then when you see one thing happen, it'll just encourage you to just keep on believing God for the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one. Some of it will happen really fast. You know, don't be surprised. Some will happen very fast, and some you'll have to wait on a little while. But you see, God's at work. As soon as you pray, he's at work. Uh, Once you're settled about what you're going to believe God for, pray in line with the word and what it promises. Keep that word in your heart and meditate on it regularly. Keep yourself built up in these areas. Number four, release your faith by thanking God that he's bringing it all to pass. Not you, 
He's bringing it to pass. Don't try to get in there and try to make it happen. Now, Drew, you couldn't have made that job happen any better than that, could you? You couldn't have done it at all. But you see, I know Drew well enough to know when his company was going to send everybody in his department north to where? Somewhere? Where? Raleigh, North Carolina. Who wants to go to Raleigh? They were going to send everybody in his department to Raleigh. He didn't want to go. I think his biggest criteria was his family and his church. I don't want to leave my family nor my church. And God made a way for him to have another job that was even better than the job he was leaving. Just as much favor and more, but because his heart was in the right place. All the right reasons he wanted a different job so he wouldn't have to leave. But just keep your heart settled on what you've prayed for. Keep, it fo- keep yourself focused on what you're believing God for. Number four, release your faith by thanking God that he's bringing it all to pass. In Philippians 4 verse 6, it says, with prayer and, By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. The problem a lot of people have is once they've made some requests known to God, after a little while, they forget to thank God for it anymore. Listen, once you've prayed, once you have believed that you received, now the only thing left to do is to thank God that it's done. If you're going to stay in faith, you stay in thanksgiving. The problem is so many people give up on their faith. And so they've got to go back and pray again and get, back at, get, get themselves back in a position where they can believe God again. And then, have, I mean, they're basically starting over. Let's just start at one place and stay at that place and then just move on. And in Romans 4.20, it says Abraham, was talking about Abraham, said he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Yeah. You'll get stronger. The more you thank God for something, the stronger you're going to get. And number five, you're going to have to have some corresponding actions. You know, it says over in, uh, in James that faith without works is dead. That word works can also be called corresponding actions. Uh, if you want to go over to Mark 11, 23, you know this verse, but it always bears looking at again. Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says, says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. It's important that you say what God says about every situation. It's important that you say what you believe that you have received all the time. Whenever you think about maybe a new job or something, I thank you, Lord, that new job is mine. I thank you, Lord, you're working on providing me with a new job. I thank you, Lord, you're leading me to a new job. You know, begin to confess those things all the time. Just stay in line with the Word of God. It was interesting today when I was looking at, at Habakkuk that I found a very unusual translation that I really had never heard of. I think it was a Spirel translation. And um, where it says... Uh, write the vision, make it plain upon tables, that he may run that reads it. The Spirel translation of that says, to the intent, it says, write the vision and engrave it legibly upon tablets, to the intent that he who runs may proclaim it. Isn't that interesting? 
Keep it plain. Keep it simple. Keep it ready and legible so that you, when you run, go by to see those little notes and things you leave around and you look at that list, you can proclaim it. That belongs to me. That belongs to me. Um, corresponding actions go along with so many of these things. I mean, let's say you want a new vehicle next year. I'm, I'm, I'm getting stirred up, you know, to get rid of the car I have, and I want another one. Well, my, what my corresponding actions is, is basically to praise God, to thank him, you know, for, for a new vehicle, but also to go out and start looking. Well, what is it I want specifically? I have found that over the years, the more specific I can get about what I want, I will wind up with exactly what I want and, and not wind up with something that I'm not happy necessarily with. I loved my old car. I loved my Murano. And I've not been happy with that vehicle I've got now since I got rid of that one. Of course, I got rid of it because I wrecked it, you know, but <laughs> that's a whole story. But anyway, the thing about it is I've decided I'm going to go start looking at cars. I'm going to go find out exactly what I'm going to be happy with. So that I can not just say, Lord, I want a new car, but I can say, Lord, I want this model, and I want these features on it, and I want it in this color. There's some corresponding actions right there. Well, what happens if you want a new job? Well, go start looking in the newspaper. Go, go online, start searching out some things. Go put some applications in. Go on an interview or two. And you decide you don't want it? Fine. But it's good practice. It's great experience for you to go do an interview here and there and just find out, well, what do I need to brush up on? You know, how do I need to present myself better? You can learn a lot by just doing a few interviews along the way for a new job. And you can get an idea of specifically what you want in a job so you can get more detailed about what you want. When we were in Oklahoma going to Bible school, we had one vehicle. And we lived in an apartment complex about six miles away from Ramah. And I, well, before we ever got out there, I said, now, Lord, I mean, back in those days, uh, pastor was making like $10 an hour. That's 1979. That was good money for 1979. And uh, so we got to, to Oklahoma, and we knew he was not supposed to work. The going rate out there for a just kind of a medium kind of a job was less than $3 an hour. <sighs> yeah, even back then that was like, really? And uh, so I got a job offer, you know, for something that was going to pay about 3 something, and I turned that job down even though we were getting close to being totally out of money. But I had already gone out there saying, this is what I need in a job. I need it to be close to Ramah so we can use one car between us and not have any issues. I need a job making at least $5 an hour. I need a job in a, in a doctor's office. I need this doctor's office to have x-ray and, and get me in this place. And you know what? I got exactly what I asked for. And it wasn't there very long before I got a pay raise to $7 an hour, which was unheard of. Listen, you can start out at one place and God can increase you beyond what you even asked for. But, you know, it's, it's good to get specific about what you want. You may start off your year not knowing all the details that you want to add into this, these projects. But as you start just doing things to be corresponding action to what you're believing for, you're going to be able to get more and more and more specific about this. And then don't settle. You know, I said a while ago, don't settle. You know, there are, there are let's say relationship-wise, I want more friends. 
Well, now, what's a good corresponding action for the fact that you might want some more friends? Be a friend. Find somebody who needs a friend and be their friend. You'll find out that God will supply you with a whole lot more. Um, physically, say in the area of just physically, I, I, just, I just want to get in a place where I'm in better shape. Well, what's the corresponding action to that? Start doing something. Well, I can't walk very far. Well, walk down the driveway two or three times. And then you can walk down the block. And then you can walk, you know, a mile or two. You know, start somewhere. God's not going to pick you up and make those feet move. Lord, I want to eat better. Stop buying the potato chips. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, Gene. Sorry. <laughs> I have kept him in business. <laughs> Sometimes I'll find him and I'll say, Gene, my wavy lays lightly salted are not on the shelf. Why are you not stocking those? I stocked them. They were there. They weren't there when I was in the store. So don't buy the potato chips. That's one good way. Corresponding actions. And then, <laughs> somebody else will buy the chips. <laughs> you know, mentally, Lord, I want my mind to be sharper and clearer than ever. Find you some scriptures. Do some things that will, that will I mean, you can naturally just do some things. You know, that will, that will cause your memory to get a little sharper. I mean, I love Sudoku. And boy, I tell you what, once you get it started on that, I mean, your mind has got to be sharp to do some of those, those things. Well, I mean, that's a physical way you can do that. You can add some physical stuff into this besides believing the word and confessing the word over yourself every single day in this area. How about spiritually? I want to grow. I want to grow, Lord. Well, then get in the word more. Spend more time in the Word. Lord, I want to be able to hear your voice. I want to be able to be led, you know, more effectively. I want to be led more accurately. Well, where's a good place to start there? Well, number one, confess the Word. Number two, why not go get some books? There's some great books in the bookstore. Following God's plan for your life. How to be led by the Spirit of God. You know, those are books that we should all read at least once a year. Whether you've read them once or not. Some people think, I've read that once. You know, I've already read that. I don't need to read it again. But you know what? I love love novels, and I I don't usually, I very rarely get time to read anything like that. But there's a few of them that I go back and I read more than once. Listen, it's just a novel. But there is something right here that opens up a whole new realm every time you read it. There's something new in it. There are things in, in books like Brother Hagin's, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, Following God's Plan for Your Life, that you will get out of it on the next reading that you didn't get on the last reading. Then you should just start confessing over yourself, I'm a child of God, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. And I'm one of those. I'm a child of God. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I know my Father's voice. I know He, he knows His sheep. I can follow that. Begin to confess those things over yourself. Uh, materially, you know, there's all kinds of, of things, you know, materially. We talked about cars. Well, what can you do, you know, if you want to go start looking for cars, decide what you want. There's any number of ways that you can start putting some corresponding actions with every single area that you want to put on that list. How about your church? I want my church to grow. Well, what's a good corresponding action to that? Invite somebody. Lord, I want to see more miracles in, in my church. Bring somebody who needs a miracle. 
Lord, I want our service to be glorious. Come in prepared. Come in ready, hooked up. It has Every service has as much to do with you as it does with whoever's up here. And sometimes more. Many times a pastor has come in and said, I had a great message. I, that message was good. It was hot off the press, and it, I got in there, and it just fell flat. It was not his fault. He came in prepared. Guess whose fault that was? Everybody come in kind of, you know, and not everybody will come in like that. But when the majority of people come in not pulling, not drawing, we will not see what God wants to do in that service. And that's why if we want our services to be dynamite and we want to see them power packed, it means you have to come in here ready. You know, maybe you have a long drive to church. Maybe you have a short drive to church. There's many times over the years I can honestly say I've had to readjust some attitude on the way to church. I've had to take some things and say, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to put my focus on this service. I'm not going to be concerned about that. I'm just going to let that go. My, my focus right now is on what's going to happen in the next two hours. You know, and begin to prepare myself to walk in these doors. Listen, you may not think you're important, but you are. Every person in this room is important when it comes to how a service will flow and what the effect of the service has on every person that's here. You might come in that day and you'd be the one person that is able to reach a person that's here who's in desperate need of just a human touch. That's part of a service. That's all part of it. Hallelujah. So, I'm out of time. So, what are you going to do for 2016? You're going to write some things. Number one, you're going to make sure your desires are in line with the word. Number two, you're going to see what you, just understand what you can believe God for 100%. Number three, once you're settled on these things, pray in line with the word and what the word promises. Actually, I went back up number, number under number two, what you can believe God for 100%. Make a list of those things. That's where you make the list. Number three was once settled, pray in line with the word. Number four, release your faith by thanking God for all he's bringing to pass. Number five, put corresponding actions with those things. And at the end of 2016, I want to hear some dynamic testimonies. And all along the way this year, as, as these things that you write down come to pass, bring the good report in here and share it. You, what you will do with that is you will encourage others to keep believing God for the things that are on their list. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, are you blessed tonight? Well, you are a blessing. Thank you for being here. I can't, I'm looking forward to this year. It's going to be wonderful. We're not going to sit back and just say, well, let's just see what happens. We're going to help God make the things happen that needs. He needs us. We need him. So you go out. You be blessed. You go out and invite some people. We love you. Great things are happening. Amen. See you on Sunday. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. 
If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.